Welcome to Grow Chats 2020, short chats about the Bible, prayer, songs, books and life. Use this chat to prompt a conversation with someone in your life. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss further episodes. Today's chat is a book chat inspired by Hebrews with Kim and Danielle. Hello and welcome to our first Grow Book Chat. I'm Kim. And I'm Danielle. Book reviews are a big part of Grow Conference and we are keeping the tradition going with a couple of podcast book chats. In these chats, we're going to tell you about some books we've been reading recently. Some books uh, pick up themes that come from Hebrews 1 to 4, which we've been working through in our Bible chats. Some books are relevant to events happening in our world at the moment. And some books are here just because we've loved them and want to tell you how great they are. But we thought we might also tell you a little bit more about ourselves. Um, Danielle, why don't you go first? Yeah, so I'm Danielle. I'm originally from the US, um, but I married an Aussie and I've been living in Australia for the last 11 years. I have two little girls. Uh, one is in school and one's at home with me. And I'm the deacon for women at Inaugura Baptist Church. I'm very passionate about women knowing the Bible and particularly getting women together to do Bible reading one-to-one. And I'm Kim. I work in university ministry at the University of Queensland, and I've been doing that for about five years. Been working in uni ministry in other places a bit longer, but in Queensland for five years. I'm married to Richard, who is the principal of the Brisbane School of Theology, which is a non-denominational Bible college here in Brisbane. And that's actually how you and I know each other, is we first met at BST because um, you lived there while your husband Luke was studying there. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you that have been to Grow Conference in the past, you might know me from doing the book reviews or you might have met me at the bookstore, but I realised you might have also met Danielle and not realised it because you've been at Grow Conference and you ushered there last year, is that right? I did. I was madly handing out uh, programs, Yeah. Uh, but I also always love to saunter over to the bookstall to have yeah. a good long look. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking about it. I was like, that's actually kind of where this book chat started. So last year, yeah, we were having a catch up at the bookstall and we started talking about books. I think mostly just fiction books. <laughs> we're just like recommending books to each other. Yes. And um, yeah, we got talking about different books, fiction books and Christian books. And then when this idea came up for the book chat this year, I thought, oh, I know exactly who I want to ask to do it. So I rang you up and said, hey, I've got an idea for you. Do you want to do to do this with me so and I was really glad that you said yes. Yeah and I'm very glad to be part of it yeah. So so our plan is we're going to try and review four books in the next 10 to 12 minutes so <laughs> we'll see how we go Kim. We don't even know if that's possible but we're going to give it a go. <laughs> when I first had told you that that was the timeline like your face was just so shocked and you just went I don't know if we can do that Kim we're both talkers so. We're gonna- uh, yes. <laughs> Um, And while we've agreed on the books that we're going to review, you and I haven't actually talked about them yet, um, so I'm looking forward to hear what you have to say. I'm going to kick us off today, and I'm going to tell us about the first book. So the first book I read is called The Good Portion, Christ, by a woman called Jenny Reeves Manley. So this is a new series that's only just been around for a couple of years called The Good Portion series, and it's women writing theology books for women at an an everyday level. Um, The title, The Good Portion, comes from the story of Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. So when Martha's running around frantically getting the household organised, she's really grumpy with Mary because Mary's not helping. Um, And Jesus, in the words of the ESV, he says that Mary has chosen the good portion and it won't be taken away from Mm. her. 
Um, so these women are really wanting to write books. So they want every woman to be like Mary, to be able to sit at the feet of Jesus and be able to think deeply as a disciple of Jesus. They've already released volumes on the doctrine of scripture, uh, the doctrine of God and the doctrine of salvation. And this latest one is all about Jesus Christ, which we just thought was perfect fitting in with what we've been seeing in Hebrews 1 and 2 for the last couple of months about how much greater Jesus is than we can get our heads around. Now, we're really on the cutting edge of Christian literature here because you cannot <laughs> even get a physical copy of this book in Australia. <laughs> we both had to read it on Kindles, which I hate reading on Kindles, but I did anyway. Um, <laughs> so, um, so it's quite a new book. And Danielle, you told me, you didn't tell me why, but at the very start when we were deciding that this was a good book to read, you just read the preface to the series at that stage and you said, oh, I'm really excited, but I never asked you why. What were you really excited about when you read the preface? I think what excited me was this idea that and the preference, it talks about women, you know, some women we would consider living very ordinary lives who knew their theology and were excited to know their theology and how that affected others and, you know, bore witness to others. So one of them particularly was Mary King, uh, who was a cook at Newmarket School And it says she served up, quote, good, strong Calvinistic doctrine to Charles Spurgeon. And so I did not know that story. um, (laughs) Yeah. And and just the effect that she had on him. And I just went, oh, how beautiful it is to see that just knowing and loving God well has an impact on those around us and just the evidence of that. And so I think that's probably a big part of the series as well, is that, you know, know, if you know your theology, um, it has an impact on on not just your life, but the lives of others. And that's glorifying to God. And I think that's um, can never be understated. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I loved I never I didn't really know that story about Mary King and Charles. And I love Charles Spurgeon, so that I loved that little that little picture into his life. Yeah, it's really interesting that these, these books about encouraging women to read theology and know their theology. And I have to admit that I'm not someone who really loves to read theology like I can do it I've been to Bible college I have a college degree um but I it's not the sort of thing that I'll settle down to just for enjoyment I've got friends that love to do that but that's just not me but this is really a very easy read this book um Mm. so she says that her aim is to write a primer on Jesus Christ so it might a primer is kind of like the first book that women might read on the doctrine of Christ so it's relatively simple but still has to be robust enough that it's going to lay Mm. foundations for life so you're not it's going to be a book that you come back to later and think oh that was a bit, you know, watery and weak. Um, and I think that's exactly what she's done. She's written a simple but robust um, introduction to the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And I, and I think something she does well also is that at the beginning of every chapter, she provides a story about maybe someone, you know, about yourself or someone you might know mm. and comes back to it at the end. And it's suddenly it's putting that theology that you've just read into how does this actually impact how could this impact this person's life? How could yes. this impact your life? Yes. And so it's, you know, why Why does Jesus' humanity, his incarnation, why does that actually, how does that actually impact our lives? Because it does. And mm. so I think it's easy to remove that. And what she tries to do is ground that in the reality of our lives. And I think that it, very effectively she does yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she does a really good job of discussing deep and important topics like so yeah like why does it matter that Jesus is at the same time fully God and fully man Mm -hmm. you know how do you walk that line of that theology without going wonky and places that could really be 
seem like really dense theological jungles. She actually navigates mm-hmm. really well with um with simple Absolutely. language, which I think is like I think she's done a really good job. That is, yeah. if anyone's ever been to college and you've done the Christological controversies back in like you know the early centuries of the church, like to read her quite simple explanations of the chapters that she had, you think, oh, this this woman's yeah, pretty yes. She is uh, pretty clever and, yes, um, pretty helpful. So, yeah, and and part of that, even though it's a relatively simple book to read, there are still lots of big ideas and they're said relatively simply and quickly. So I think it is the sort of book that you probably best read a little bit more slowly Mm -hmm. to digest as you go along. And I have to admit that I skipped the reflection questions at the end of the chapter, which I always do, Um, but I think they having more time going back and actually doing those would help you really digest the chapter um yeah so that was probably the main thing did you have any other comments or thoughts about um it? i i think just that if women are listening to you know the hebrews reading hebrews or you know listening to the grow podcasts and which are very much focused on jesus the person of jesus how he's you know our great high priest and he's greater than the angels he's greater than moses um you know, I think this is a really good book to to go into because that is the focus of the book is knowing more about Jesus, understanding who he is and what he accomplished on the cross. So I think it's a good book. It can be a good personal book, a good book for women's Bible studies, mentorship groups. Yeah, it's a it's a very good primer, as you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the book that you've been reading. Yeah, so I've read Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy by Mark Vrigup, which I've Googled. So Google has to be right, doesn't it? Um, This is a book that talks about the grace of lament. Um, So what, you know, what is lament? It is a prayer that is brought in pain to God that leads to trust. And so this book discusses, uh, as it says, the often neglected practice of lament um, and the idea that uh, lament is an expression of faith in God who hears our cries and responds with mercy and grace. And um, I think this book filled out some of the knowledge that I had about lament and it explores particularly Psalms and lamentations. Mm. Um, And it also goes into personal and community uh, lament. And I think this book was very biblical and very pastoral. Um, I really appreciated it quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, it's been really interesting the last couple of years to see more books about lament kind of slowly coming out and I've really appreciated it because I think that's certainly been part of my experience of having situations where your life is just really, really hard and you're in church and only happy songs are being sung and you and songs that, you know, are just talking about how I'm so full of joy and I'm so thankful and I'm standing firm and you think, is really hard for me to say these things at the moment and um yes actually finding that godly lament is actually part of you know I think the experience of Christ and the experience of the Apostle Paul and the experience Mm -hmm. of faithful Christians throughout scripture so yeah that books like this that are drawing attention to that to actually going bringing your pain to God and having a place for sorrow having a place to express sorrow and frustration and confusion being able to do that individually, to be able to do that corporately, I think it's really, really helpful for the Christian Yeah, story. I do think this is a book that we could talk about for half an hour yeah. itself just because there's <laughs> so much to unpack. But um, do you feel like when you were reading it, Kim, 
that you were just thinking this relates to just our world and what's happening in our world at the moment? Well, it was amazing reading it because, like, when you get to those last chapters um, on maybe the communal stuff, like, we, yes. we kind of picked this book because we thought, oh, this is probably useful in COVID situation because at the stage when we picked it, we didn't know how bad the COVID situation would be. We didn't know how many people would in Australia in particular would be infected or who might die. We really picked this quite early on in the pandemic. So we kind of thought, you know, this is a time where there's this really, there is this dark cloud kind of hovering over our world. But then the really surprising thing was um, one of the key applications, because he's an American author working in American context, one of his key applications was he talked about actually communal lament as a church in the face of racism. And he mentions an earlier event yes. um, a couple of years ago, which you were probably more um, alert to and aware of than me being an American, um, and talks about what they did in their church as corporate lament um, in the face of another um, African-American man who was unarmed and killed by police. And um, I was reading it just in the midst of the George, George Floyd stuff going, wow, this is prescient in a way that I didn't expect. I'd been thinking about COVID and I hadn't really thought about racism. Yeah. Did, what, yeah. what was it like for you as an American? Like, that's a big deal. I think what, what happened when things really started to ramp up in the States a few weeks ago, yeah, it was kind of that moment going, wow, this is um, hitting straight to the heart of it. And I think um, I found just that, that an appropriate response as a Christian is to lament. And to join with others in lamenting, um, crying out to God um, in the pain and the you know some of the suffering that that people have experienced. And um, I did send the information to some American Christian friends as well, uh, yeah. and they found it very helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just processing things. Yeah. So, did you think this book has any limitations, or do you have any reservations about recommending it to others? I had one minor one in the way he talks about anger. So he's very, very good at saying, look, we need to make space for pain and expressions of pain and sorrow and loss and confusion. But he has a couple of moments where he says how he doesn't think it's okay to ever be angry with God. And I was was like, oh, I think that's, it's true that our anger at God will never be justified. You know, we're never going to be saying, yeah, you were right to be angry with God. That's never going to happen. But lots of our pain Lots of people find themselves angry at circumstances or angry at God. And I think a lot of the principles of lament work for both sorrow and anger, that you still take it to God in mm. humility. And you say things like, I, I know that you're not mean, but these circumstances feel like you're mean and I'm, I'm struggling to trust you in that. But, you know, so I thought, he, I thought some of the things that he said about painful, sorrowful emotions were also true about angry emotions, but he, he was a bit more um, cautious about that. And the other thing was I just wish there was more, a little bit more Jesus and New Testament in there. Like he so, spent so much time in yeah. Psalms and so much time in Lamentations and he does do a good job. Of, like his big picture is that they're fulfilled in Jesus. So he does a good big picture yeah. Yeah. thing. But just, there were points along the way that I wish he'd just gone to the New Testament or thought about fulfilment in Jesus a little bit rather than going quite so directly Psalms to us, Lamentations to us. Yeah. What did yeah. you think? No, I do agree with you about that. Um, I and. I think he does talk about hope, you know, where, mm. what is our hope in? And, and as you said, he points to Jesus and, um, but yeah, I, I do agree with you on what you said. I think in, if I was to think about reservations, it would be about kind of who I'd recommend it to. So, yeah. so I think the the book itself, you know, it's not a book on why we suffer. It's not a book on why God allows suffering. And yeah. so I think 
that needs to be quite clear from the beginning that if you're if you're in the middle of suffering, why is God allowing this? Um, this isn't really necessarily the book to go to. Um, as well, if if you have someone you know who's in the middle of intense grief, this isn't necessarily a book you would just kind of give to them, but this is a book that you can read and know how to walk with them and sh- and point to prayer and bring that that pain and grief to God. As well, like, and I think a book like this always deserves um, just a caution. Like, you know, it, it doesn't replace counseling or therapy if somebody yes. needs something like yeah. that yeah. Uh, as well. Um, I think lament is always, a, you know, something that we can bring, even if we do need those things, but it doesn't replace it. Yeah. So yeah. who would you recommend this book to, Kim? Um, I think there's lots of people that would benefit from I mean everyone is going to hit hard things like everyone needs lament at some stage even if it's not personal lament that you personally in your life it's going to be in the world so I reckon almost anyone is going to really benefit from reading it probably if you're in the crucible of suffering like you say you might not be up for reading it although I think it it, it can be helpful one of his pastoral aims is actually to help step you through the process but um sometimes when you when you're in the heat of suffering you just can hardly read anything so it might be when you come out of it a little bit you, you've got a bit of space to process what's going on but like I say I think he does give some hard truths as well throughout the book yeah 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 mm. yeah but he does that out of the um, personal experience that uh, he's been through as well yeah. um so I think that makes it easy an easier pill to swallow some yeah. of the hard truths yeah 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 so All Kim right. what else have you been reading um so the next book I'm going to talk about is called growing in prayer Learning to Pray with Dependence and Delight, and it's by Stephen Sheed, um, an Australian author who is a pastor of a church down in New South Wales. Um, we did this one. This is just suggested by our prayer representative on the committee as it would be really good to review a book on prayer. And so we chose this one um, because it's a little bit different because it's not a big book on prayer. What it is is it's 28 very short biblical reflections on prayer, and the idea is that you read one reflection each day and it just gives you little bite-sized pieces where it's teaching you about God, teaching you about prayer, helping you build the habit of prayer. Um, I really liked it because I think actually I I find it easier to read my Bible daily than I do to settle my brain to pray daily. And uh, so I really liked that he's actually trying to help you build a habit as well as helping you think about prayer. He actually wrote this because he was doing a sermon series for church and he wanted to help his Bible study groups and people in church learn to pray alongside, but he couldn't find anything that really, he could could recommend good books on prayer, um, recommend some of them as a resource, but he couldn't find anything that was actually going to help step people through the process. So he wrote one himself. Um, I really liked the um the bite-sized chunks like that each day yeah absolutely like a little gem about prayer and I particularly loved the first week where lots of it is focused on God's goodness but actually the foundation of prayer is this real conviction that God is a loving father that he cares about you and that he's good and like, I just found a couple of those days really moving to sit mm-hmm. and reflect on that and actually give time to that and I think too kind of in the introduction he says my goal is not to change how you feel about yourself, but to help you deepen your knowledge of God, your love of prayer and your security in the gospel. And I think he, he does that really well because I think, yeah, a lot of these kind of books I would approach and go, what are they going to ask of me? 
Yeah. You know, are they going to say you need to be sitting down at 5 a.m. for an hour? Yes. Yeah. And I just go, I can't do it. I yeah. just can't. And, you know, and then I feel like this book is um, approachable, but also it does help you to meditate on God's mm. word and to think about prayer and to actually engage in prayer in a, in a way that feels possible to do. Yeah. 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 I've, I likened it to kind of it's like kind of like the couch to 5K app in prayer like so like it so it's it's building your habit it's giving you like a little bit each day helping you build up what you do helping you think about it one of the really helpful things about halfway through the book when he's trying to help you think about regularity is he does say he just takes you through a couple of questions when are you going to pray where are you going to do it uh how are you going to remember to do it what might prevent you doing it I actually found it really helpful just working through those questions and uh and answering them yep so I think it's biblical it's practical I found it was good for my heart Yes. So, yeah, I would just recommend. I would recommend it for anyone, really. If you if you've been a Christian for a really long time and you actually are a very faithful prayer, you it'll be very familiar to you most of what you're reading. But if you're a new Christian, if you just become Christian and you're trying to learn how to pray, um, or you're a Christian who finds it difficult to pray, I'd recommend it. And I think if you are doing a series on prayer at your church, I think it is a perfect book to get. If you're going to do. If you're going to. If there's a pastor at a church that's preaching through prayer getting all the church to read this and work through this over a month would be a really great exercise for the church to do together. I think I think it's a good heart check as well. You know, mm. if you're struggling in your prayer life, because yeah. you can go, but because I think we often make our prayer life about ourselves yeah. and, and how we maybe failed to yeah. actually do ABC. And I think this book is a really good reminder of God's grace and yeah. his character and nature and the joy of prayer. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and our last book, uh, this is where we give one of us a soapbox and the opportunity to just get on our favourite hobby horse and ride it around the room and uh, just to pick a book that we have loved for no other and to recommend it for no other reason that we've loved it and it's been wonderful. And Danielle gets my friend this week and she is going to bend our ear about something that she's loved. What's the book that you've loved, Danielle? Yes. So the book is called Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. And this book is about uh, how do we uh, think about God's will. So as he says, it's a liberating approach to finding God's will because I think we can often be shaped by, you know, maybe a cultural understanding of of determining God's will, which is often uh, mired in anxiety, having to know things perfectly or, you know, God seems elusive or unkind um, or or we just get worried about things. And I think this book is that reminder that God has shown us himself, his word, and that we can have freedom in that and joy in that. And so I think he he lays out really well a lot of the trappings that exist. Um, It's a very short book. Mm. It's only, you know, maybe 120 pages. But this book brought me a lot of personal relief um, Mm, (laughs) when I was in my, you know, mid-20s. Because I just thought I have to know God, what God is telling me to do before I can proceed, yes, you know. Yeah. And and if I don't, it's all going to just collapse, you know. And I think I read this book, and it was just like a breath of fresh air because suddenly I'm going, okay, you know, I I want to walk with God. I know Him, and and I want to be faithful and bringing Him glory and knowing His Word. And sometimes that's just 
all we need to do, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. and so I think, I do think this book really draws out well, like I said, the trappings mm-hmm. <clears throat> and how easy it is for us to get into um, fear and anxiety mm. and uh, when we think about God's will. Mm. And even just get tangled up because <clears throat> God is kind of, he's got this mystery secret will that he's wanting you to guess, <laughs> but he's not communicating very clearly. And so you can get kind of really distressed and frustrated. Like, is it is it me? Is it my problem that I can't perceive this? Is it to do with my faith? Or is God being mean or tricksy somehow? And yeah, the, like something like this book where just makes it so clear uh, actually, that God's communicating himself really clearly in scripture and through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. given us everything we need for faith and godliness. And then you don't have to play these guessing games. Yes. Um, yeah, massive relief. I, I've read that book and I like it. And I think I had a very similar experience with an earlier Australian book called Guidance and the Voice of God by Philip Jensen and Tony Payne. Yeah, really similar experience at a really similar stage of life, being an earnest. He actually refers that book to that yeah, book in yeah. his book, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really similar experience of being an earnest Christian, earnestly desiring to do God's will and just, yeah, tying myself up in decision knots and just the relief of um, going, oh, I don't have to do that. I don't have to play that game. Yeah. Yes. I recommend that to all the uni students all the time. That book just do something. Yeah. Yeah. He does say, he says at the beginning, he's like, this isn't just meant for people in their twenties, but I just go, Oh, these, this is, (laughs) that's what I read it. And this is often who I give it to. So, but but honestly, it's for anybody who's, I think feeling a bit overwhelmed by the idea of of knowing things well. Yeah. And I think, um, so just do something I think is, he's got a quite a punchy, energetic style of mm-hmm. writing. So it is really good if you are not a reader or you're a younger person, I think reading just do something. If you're um, a little bit older, you might find some of the, uh, um, you might not love all of the illustrations and style of, of Kevin D. Young. And so Guidance and the Voice of God might be uh, a, mm. very similar content, but it's just written in a, a different kind of way. So just different, different styles of different people. Yeah. Well, that's all for us, us today. We are going to put a list of all the books that we've talked about up today on the episode notes for this program. And the books can be purchased through The Wandering Bookseller, our wonderful provider who usually does our bookstall at Grow each year, um, or, of course, through Kurong. And The Good Portion Christ can be purchased on Kindle and will be available in hard copy in Australia in September. We'll be bringing you another Grow book chat in a couple of months. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoy the other Grow chats about the Bible, prayer, songs and life. See you later. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this Grow Chat. We hope you found it as encouraging as we did, and we look forward to having you with us next time. Remember to share this episode with others and subscribe and leave us a review in your favourite podcast app.